to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan, and I forgot how we do this shit. I know, you came back from the other side, from the fatherland. <laughs> well, I'm not sure, because um, are we going to use like the 20 minutes of, of fuzzy audio from that, you think? Are we gonna do I don't that? know. I just, if anything, it might be a little special feature we throw on at the end of this episode. Well, uh, short and simple of it, folks. I'm not sure if it's going to go up before or after this, or if it's even going up at all. Um, well, if it goes up, I it goes up with this episode, so. What? If it goes up, it goes up with this episode. Uh, yeah, it was a little staticky there. Um, if it does go up, um, I was in Ireland, and uh, my, my dad, short and simple of it, my dad uh, was diagnosed with cancer, but he had his chemo, he went through chemo and came out of it all right, so to celebrate, my family's like, you know what, let's go to Ireland, and uh, you, you know, I've, I've never been out of the country, and they, my mom and dad were already heading that way, they asked me if I wanted to go, I'm like, uh, fuck yeah, so I just saved up some bucks. <laughs> I like how it's like, it's like, you're like, like, my mom and dad's already heading that way, like, hey dad, where are you going? Uh, Ireland? Oh, can I go? Uh, well, shit, uh, I guess. I was hoping to get away from you Dad, we already live three hours away Yeah, it's not enough Clearly it's not enough I need an extra nine hour difference (laughs) And that's by plane, damn it Fuck Look, at least he's not sitting on the He's sitting on the same row, but it's in a different aisle It's all all okay (laughs) Yeah, boy, I don't. When we go to the movie theaters, I don't want you sitting next to me. I, you know, I don't want people to know that you're my kid. <laughs> just like, well, <laughs> just like that's like an unloving father moment. Like the ghost, like no, no, you go sit down there. <laughs> In fact, I don't. That's want... okay. It's okay. You can. I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> No, it's one of those things where I went to Ireland and uh, I was there for about roughly a month. During that time, Spencer and I, we tried to record and I brought my laptop with me and I won't go into the whole thing, but essentially it just was a huge clusterfuck and for the reason Skype wasn't working and the microphone I brought with me was jacked up. So it just, we had 20 minutes and it just kept on cutting out. So whatever, it happened, but but it was... um, if we do get that, you'll hear me just being in the most optimistic mood. Like, oh my god, I'm in another country. I've never done this before. I'm seeing the world, you know. And But at the same time, though, it's one of those things where as soon as, like, we, we just went full monkey. Like, as soon as, like, the power goes out or as soon as, like, the <laughs> we talked about this before. As soon as technology goes bad, you just go, what's it not working? <laughs> you just become just, like, this angry, just apish brute. Like, I honestly think um, 2001 Space Odyssey... That black square thing from space, that might as well be an iPhone. They're all angry and chant, like bashing with when it's not working right. Yeah, exactly. You just go pure primal caveman, you know. You resort to like what you've known for 10,000 plus years. <laughs> A smashing anyway, and um, killing. But yeah, so you went to Ireland. Did you ever find Castle Dunnigan and your dad was all, okay, boy, I'm going to show you your, your origins here. <laughs> My, I guess my origins are there. We, we, uh, is, we, my family, I guess on my dad's side, because my dad, I mean, everybody well, on my dad's like, side is like, actually... like, taking, he's like, here, here's your origins. Like, oh my god, we come from this castle? No, no, look over there to the right. There's just a restaurant called The Rock. Like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why is this over here in Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> we're branching out. That's the real reason we're here. It's a business trip. Yeah. So if anyone asks, you know, we're, it's a tax write-off. <laughs> no, actually, before we went to Ireland, um, before we went to Ireland, we went to um, London for three days, and then Ireland. Um, and I will, I won't go into the whole vacation the whole time because he wants to hear that. Then we went to the cliffs of Moher, took some wonderful pictures. Then go, we go did a like your slideshow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be that, but I'll, I'll just mention a few funny things. So we went on uh, while we were in London. We went on this. Um, on this rock and roll tour. It was this bus tour. Yeah, it was the total touristy thing to do. But hop on this bus and it basically plays rock music and it goes through different parts of London with rock and roll history. So obviously a lot of Beatles, obviously a lot of Rolling Stones, a little bit of Pink Floyd, a little, 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 little bit of Sex Pistols and The Clash. And um, 
So when we were coming up to, so there's a line in Can't Get No Satisfaction about um, where Mick Jagger says, I go down to Chelsea's and I can't get the same cigarette. Something about getting cigarettes at Chelsea's, which is a chain around there. Um, and he was specifically talking about this one particular Chelsea's at this at this one street. And, um, God, what was it? I'm already, um, I'm already forgetting what part of town it was, but it was uh, Kinsdale, I think. But anyway. Uh, oh no, that's a fucking town in Ireland. What am I saying? Anyway, it, it was anyway this particular part of London. So he's going. He's like saying, "Now this is where Mick Jagger. This is the store he was talking about when he was talking about going to get cigarettes. This is where he'd always come." And Johnny Rotten heard that and really liked that. So that kind of started the punk rock movement. And a lot of punk rockers started hanging out here, buying their cigarettes here because. Johnny Rotten liked that song by the Stones, and all the punk rockers liked Johnny Rotten, so that's where it started. Now it's McDonald's. <laughs> oh, it's like how the times have changed. Go goes the show. It wasn't that important of a landmark. Well, you find out what even makes you even sadder, because you're going down. He's given all this different, interesting rock history. Um... But at some point, we're going down to what used to be the Apple Studios. You know, you're going down there where, you know, Beatles' old recording studio is. And, you know, when there's that whole story about their last concert when they were playing on the roof of that. Uh-huh. And they were playing, it was right when they were recording Let It Be. And people are just out there partying in the street because, you know, the Beatles are up there like, they never fucking before. And, you know, you have people leaving their offices, just going out there and partying. And you had, you know, some, you know, old constables like, get those boys down there, those mafia boys, get them down there, you know, and then you get all the young cops that kind of like, oh, oh, sorry, officer, we can't find the plug to unplug it, you know, and there's apparently one of them literally hid the plug over the outlet because he was trying to dance with some girl there. Uh-huh. And, you know, so it's just this whole, like, uplifting story about this whole neighborhood stopped and partied everything what they were doing just to listen to the Beatles. There had to be, like, the one, two, or three shopkeepers there, arms crossed, like, it was a good business day, and the fucking Beatles had to sing about some bullshit about all you need is love. All you need to do is pay the fucking rent. That happens when you get commerce. But, no, um, anyway, we drove past that, and, um, now that's an Abercrombie and Finch for kids. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it couldn't even just be an Abercrombie and Finch. It had to be for kids. Just, just to put that extra nail at the coffin. Yeah. So what but, you learned yeah, is was... that England obviously does not care about their heritage when it comes to rock music. It, they cared more as time went on. At the time, it was one of those things like whatever these, you know, old, you know, it was just one of those things at the time they didn't care. I mean, you, they had Beatles and Stones shit everywhere there. I mean, I didn't know this before going there, but, uh, but, um, um, oh god i can't believe i'm drawing a blank on his name uh bill wyman bill wyman of the stones after he retired he had a bunch of rolling stones memorabilia laying around and he's like you know what i'm gonna open myself up i don't know i'm giving him that kind of voice but he says i'm gonna open myself up a restaurant and it's called sticky fingers and i didn't have a chance to eat there but it was just kind of like it was sort of like a smaller hard rock cafe but of primarily mostly not all but Mostly exclusive stuff from Bill Wyman's collection and different Rolling Stones memorabilia, a bunch of his different, like, you know, some different guitars and basses up there. And, you know, like, oh, look, here's a family photo of me and the Stones, you know. So just random stuff like that. And I was kind of wondering if you walk through there, if, like, because apparently the, the, the guy said, we have a, there's a screensaver on the screen of Bill Wyman looking at him, so I guess it's one of those things to make sure the, the employees aren't stealing money from the till or whatever. I'm like, does, is he going to do like the Scooby-Doo thing? Like, if you walk past a poster room, do the eyes follow you or some shit? <laughs> I know, that's what they should have had. That would have been awesome. Make kind of like a haunted house. <laughs> Just partially haunted. <laughs> now, nothing too much. Why not all you got to do? Look at some drawings of Mick... You don't even have to go full tilt haunted. You could just have, like, one recreation of something. Look at some of the old pictures you have of, like, whenever someone would do a cartoon of Mick Jagger. Bill Wyman put out this book, uh, The Stones, A History in Cartoons, and it's basically kind of covering... They'll show a little cartoon strip, whether it be, you know, from, like, oh, look, here's 
some little cartoon we did to help promote one of our albums back in, you know, the 70s or the 60s. Or here's just some little tabloid cartoon they made poking fun at us. Um, and it just kind of gives a little bit of history behind each one. A lot of them, as they go on later, you know, when they first start off, it's a lot of just like, oh, these long-haired, working-class fucks. What are they doing here? But then as it goes on, it becomes much more, Mick Jagger becomes a lot more famous. The, a lot of the illustrations of him are just these disgusting pair of like flappy lips and like this old, crinkly old man body. And it all you got to do is recreate one of like one of those illustrations and have that thing running through the haunted house. And that'll be the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With just like it'll be, it'll be, it'll like, be sort of Stones music playing in the background. Like, well, it wouldn't just be, like, a standard Rolling Stones song. It would have to be something off, re- like, a really random, like, offbeat song. Like, um, Her Her Majesty Majesty's Satanic. Satanic. <laughs> like, like, we wish we were, <laughs> like, we wish we were, um, Sergeant the, Peppers. uh, Sergeant Pepper's album. Yeah. Which, I'm pretty sure, you, you, I think you said this. I'm pretty sure what happened with that album is, like, John... I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, Mick or Keith just came running down the street right to their studio where they all hang out and sleep out, apparently, and just bust in, like, guys, guys, I just got back from John's place. We gotta do this shit. They're taking their time with it. We can bang this shit out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's 100% what that album was. It was probably, like, you know, like, that episode of South Park where, like, Butters is always running down the hall and it's got, like, a special camera angle on him and he's always telling something that's not really that important until the very end? It's just, I just picked like, yeah, <laughs> just like Mick just running down a hall like tick, 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 tick. like where's he going and then he just kicks the door in <laughs> I imagine that exactly sorry it's a little crackly here at the oh yeah I, and I remember but... that episode that's the episode where like they're like the preschoolers are gonna put on like or like the kindergartners are gonna put on the best play ever and Butters is just like amping up the kindergartners <laughs> play and then it turns out to be just nothing important <laughs> It's like we gotta put on. We can't be outdone by the preschoolers, and he just keeps on coming in. They just see it. They just like it's like they had a little like firecracker thing. It's One like, kid runs oh. off stage crying. <laughs> yeah, but he says we like, oh, they got lights and explosions and fire and all kinds of stuff. It's an extravaganza for the eyes to behold. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but like it was one of those things where if you listen to that album, but so after you know um, when I was in London, it was just kind of like a very much more of a checklist of. Oh, let's go here, let's go there, and see all, um, just seeing the big sites via bus and on, like, lifts and, or Ubers and all that. When we got to Ireland, though, um, I was only in London for three days, but Ireland, we were there for roughly, like, little over, like, a week and change, and that was a great time. And I'm not gonna go over that whole thing. Then we did this, then we did that, because no funny stories. It was just a good time. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. Nice. Well, that's always just cool in itself, though. Just like being able to like go somewhere different and hang. I don't know. Something nice about just having change in life. It just only inspires you to kind of create more stuff and get more things done, and almost like see what else is out there and see if something's better. You should have went over there and did the mutual betting. Now that's like the now that's what I think about when I think of Ireland, England, and Australia. Is being able to do that mutual betting and having freedom like that and not getting taxed There's... on it. <laughs> There's so many places you can just walk in and they had like a couple of TVs going on there and there's like three people in there watching this TV with like, you know, you know, little machines you go up to and bet on a game or something like that. Oh, they got that kind of stuff there too. It's just Yeah. It's they just, had it was like they they it's like some of the stuff is automated now. Huh. I'll, everything there though is better. Oh, here's one little thing I want better. to mention to you. That's not what the Republicans want to tell us. <laughs> No, but you know, here's something right here that's better that I know that you would like, and I I would have almost brought it back, but I just I wasn't sure I was gonna it wasn't gonna be my carry on, and I thought I was gonna maybe explode being pressurized or something. But there's like this drink there called like this energy drink that's kind of like um, Nero, uh huh, Nero or whatever they are. Yeah, and it's called like uh, it's I think it's called like Elalade or Energade or some something Aid. Euroaid. And they had a special edition version called Lara Aid because Tomb Raider's big as fuck there still. So well, and I was like, oh, I, I know Spencer would what Tomb Raider was like in England. I know it's made by English people, but sometimes it's kind of weird how those things are where like 
you, you, the place that like it originates from is not always the biggest one. I always just kind of wondered, you know. I, I almost use Craig as an example from Indie Comics Club because like I just kind of asked, like, oh, you know, Tomb Raider. I just kind of like name drop it in there to see if it like triggers anything. It's like it didn't trigger anything. Maybe it's not that popular over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have. I sh- I didn't reach out to. Well, I mean, I think Craig was in a way different area than I was in. I, sh- I should have probably reached. If I had more time, I probably would have reached out to Ian Brown of the Bruvs. But um. Yeah, but um, I think Ian. He was like he's like not near London. I don't. Not Ian, I, don't I don't know why I said Ian. Um, um, Craig. Craig. I don't think he's. Yeah, near I think he's London, a little bit farther so, yeah. north. Oh, one thing I actually do want to mention, um, and I feel really shitty about this kind of, and it didn't get any likes on. It didn't get any likes, so I'm like, ah, whatever. Nothing I'll lose sleep over. But at the same time, like, I guess people didn't really, you know. People thought it was kind of tasteless themselves. Like, yeah, I think I guess it's kind of tasteless. We went by in that rock tour. We went did we went and did the Abbey Road thing. We get to go to Abbey Road, and you know, there's a lot of you know they have to paint like the wall. You know, because you got people riding on that wall all day, and the guy even gave you pins so you can write on the wall, even though they're probably gonna like ink like paint over it within like a month after it gets too filled up. Mm-hmm. But I I was like, you know what? I'm here. Why not? I'm gonna do some shameless promotion. And I drew our orange. Well, I drew Old Man Orange, the character, and they just wrote OMO. I didn't write .com or nothing like that. But it felt, I'll be honest, I was like, I'm doing this at one of the most important musical places ever. But at the same time, like, Fuck like it. right at Abbey Road Studios. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm already here. Fuck it. When's the next chance I'm going to get? I mean, it's not like I'm doing it. I mean, I guess if they had something like that, like the 9 11 memorial, it's like, you know what else you should never forget? <laughs> What well, you, you also should that? For- they put that the nine eleven. Okay, here, come here, kids. Put up your own graffiti for nine eleven, or like names of like names of like to you know, like people to remember. Like, I I'll never forget Old Man Orange. <laughs> <laughs> like something that's very tasteless. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, huh, well, like I guess that's an important. Maybe that's just a code name, you know, kind of like Agent Orange in Vietnam. Yeah. We're just like, and just like, even right in, like, now with three podcasts, a, a, a comic, and an upcoming, uh, an upcoming, uh, dra- audio drama series, you know? It's yeah, so like, just funny, to... like, all kinds of, like, ads carved in. <laughs> right next to something like, we miss you, sweetie. Yeah. Well, you never no. know. It's like, it's not as tasteless like Abbey Road, as that. Though, so... Well, Abbey Road sounds like that's part of, like, the thing is to sign your name and stuff like that and put whatever the hell you want yeah probably probably there's a lot of dicks that get drawn there if i had to guess but oh there probably is a couple of dicks i guarantee it i didn't look i was just like i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna focus on me i have a little picture of it on our facebook with a kind of like a picture of it then it zooms out zooms out with it circled like oh there it is if you care to go by if you have if you have any listeners in london you can see my horrible fucking scribble on an important piece of history Exactly. God damn it. Gotta got mark that there. You know what I mean? For a future. So it gets painted over. It's probably already. It's probably already painted over. People go there like every day. Yeah, they probably come by like every week and just go. Guy has a job, takes care of it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm really bummed so, that they don't have those Laura Croft drinks over here, though. Now that you mentioned that, oh, that's all I can think of. It's like, what? Why is that not here? I see fucking Call of Duty Four, or for fucking Call of Duty Black Ops Four, but no fucking Laura Croft. Blasphemy, damn it. It was really good, actually. There's, like, I'll, I'll say this, and I, mean, I, I was in London long enough to try it out, but in Ireland, like, all the food is better. If you're having anything, meat or dairy, it is fucking better. Yeah, well, that's because also Even there, the they, have, they have no GMOs over in that area, so there's always that for clarification. Oh, yeah, I know. I was looking at the... I was looking at the back of some labels, like, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. That sounds healthy. So... Yeah. Now, how much no, does it, it was, cost uh, for everything? Comparative price, though, that's always the question. Well, uh, price-wise, I mean, if you just looked at it in euros, it seemed fine. But if you're doing it like from the math, it was sixteen. It was sixteen cents to the dollar. So, I mean, if you just looked at it, like, oh, um, you know, one forty-five or one, like, you know, one sixty for an energy drink. Or like or something like that. Like, oh, that makes sense. But then you think, oh, to the uh, dollar right now, add sixteen cents to each dollar. So it was kind of like that. So it was like one of those things. Like I didn't, I you know, I was very, I was really uh, holding, wasn't doing a lot of spending while I was there. 
Yeah, exactly. But I was just kind of wondering more like price wise of like meat and stuff like that. If it was like much more expensive than the U.S. and so on. Um, I didn't really. We didn't really. I'll be honest. Uh, most of the time we were eating out. So I mean, some restaurants we went to were a little fancier. Some were like a little bit more. Um, chill a little bit more casual but even the casual ones were still like the food was still a lot better than some of the food here because they don't fuck with it huh that's interesting kind of how it is and so on just it's amazing how that can make kind of a difference well you know it's like so many restaurants in like the u.s too it's like sometimes they'll cheapen out on the certain foods they get and then you got that kind of problem too and you know especially some Mm -hmm. fancy restaurants do that exact same thing and then charge you know sky high prices well it's one of those things where I mean, a lot of places... I'm not even trying to talk shit on American... I'm on, like, restaurant on all restaurants. Like, fuck it, I'm never like, coming back. I'm I'm tempted to go back. I mean, I, I definitely want to go back and visit again, but I'm tempted to, like, possibly move there. Granted, we I was staying in Galway, which is a really cool town. We were in Galway, then this small town called Adair, which is more of, like, a little nice, pretty retirement community. Not a lot there, but we use that more of a place to stay then kind of go out of places around it, then go back at the end of the day, and then went to Dublin near the end of the trip. Um, but it's one of those things, food-wise, um, how, how do I put this? Like, uh, Well, there, I guess, it's a much smaller... I mean, I'm, I'm, this is just me guessing, just assuming, but it's a much smaller country, so I'm assuming you don't have to travel meat and food as long, and so much of their population is farming. They have so much farming there. So... Um, so, yeah, it's, it's probably just, like, all, like, having, in a sense, like, if you're in the U.S., it'd be equivalent to just having a bunch of, like, organic, you know, grass-fed beef everywhere, because that's all it is. You, I don't think they even even have corn-fed beef over in that area. Yeah, that's kind of how, that's, I mean, most of the time I was either eating steak or salmon. So, and they're right, a lot of places we were at were by, right by the water, so I had some of the best salmon I ever had before. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to become one of those people who's just going in with a man bun, like... Oh, let me tell you about my trip. We we had we meditated by a waterfall. It was a very spiritual experience. Let me tell you. Oh, you know, it was so spiritual. I wept while doing the crane pose. <laughs> yeah. Then I went out and had some herbal tea. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that I'm always. Uh, that's that's when like you know people are like let's take a picture. I'm like no, I don't want to be one of those people taking a thousand fucking pictures. I took like a this one picture in, in Dublin looked really cool. I wasn't in it, but it was just like this tower with this red neon, not sign, but these red neon lights around it. So uh-huh. the moon happened to be there. It almost looked like something like out of like a, it reminded me of Final Fantasy 7. So I took a picture of that. Like, like oh, a Shinra cool, building or something like that. It looks kind of like the Shinra. If, if anyone's following my Instagram, yeah, it looks kind of like the Shinra building. Huh, interesting. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that's always the kind of feel, too. I think it's best in life sometimes when it comes down to photos is to keep them just very limited. And mainly just the fact that I feel like the more, like, photos and videos and things things that you take, the less experience you have with where you actually are. You know what I mean? There's something to be said about just... people are more observed. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's something to be said about just enjoying the moment for what it is. I mean, I guess unless you're trying to make money off of what you're doing, I guess that's different. Not going to tell somebody that they can't make money, but, you know, beyond that, though, I think if you're like, you are somewhere, there's something to be said, just like, no, just like, enjoy it for what it is, take it in, you know, absorb it into your memory. That's the most important thing. My mom was trying to take a couple pictures with us so-and-so, every every, uh, so-and-so, every so often, and I almost had this thing where i was almost i almost cons- i didn't do it but i almost considered doing this thing where like because th- this is how this is how like dumb i am we're driving along but what's one, one of the most interesting things about ireland is you drive along and there's so many just medieval castles and parts of old buildings that are just destroyed and left over and that's just part of some guy's backyard you know yeah. or it's in the middle of town they just built around it and that's just really cool and for like half a second, I thought, "Oh, they ripped off Zelda." Uh huh. I just thought, just for half a second, they ripped off Zelda. So it was one of those. <laughs> that, that was the part that crossed your mind. It was like, "Wait a second here." I've seen this for movie. half a second. Then I'm like, "Oh wait, no, it's the other way around." Well, I guess it's so. Kind of um, like California, they got. I mean, it's not nearly as old, but you get those like old gold mining buildings and so on that are just kind of left there and just kind of that's what it is. Nobody does anything with them. 
I guess I'm used to that. I guess I'm used to like going around, you know, certain parts of California. Or I guess if you go go more down south, you might see some old relics of you know of like you know of like uh, Spanish missionaries like Al- and so on. Yeah, missionaries and Alamo, that kind of stuff. You know, so it's one of those things where you're kind of used to that, but that's not nearly as old as this other shit. Yeah, so, exactly. And just and just seeing this thing, this old ancient. BC like 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 a um castle partially submerged in the ground and just sticking out and seeing that's in front of some like farmer's like property like no it's no big deal so it's There's one just of those like things. a mobile home just like moved over onto it just like whatever the kids put up a zipline there it's like it makes you wonder how like Lord Van Dugan like would think about that two thousand years later or a thousand years later, whatever it be. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, in the future well, on your land, uh, a peasant will put his mobile home <laughs> on it and take a shit well, on your that... castle every night when he gets too drunk and rowdy. Eventually, <laughs> the kids will put up a slip line too. Well, there's also the we went to the Blarney. I, I'll stop talking about it like just after this. But there's this other thing of the the Blarney Castle, which is this old you know this old castle, and there's this whole thing about you go up to the very top of it, and they kind of lay you back on this thing. You have to hold on to this bar, and you're kind of sort of over this ledge. Where there's two guys holding you, and you can, you're supposed to like kiss part of the stone, and like and that's supposed to give you that's, good luck. That, when gift. you explain it like this, what is it? There's two guys holding you over a ledge, and you're supposed to kiss a stone. So it's like okay. So you you go to like the top of this castle, and there's kind of this hole. There's kind of this hole where there shouldn't be a hole, but there's a fucking hole. And then there's a bar, an old rusty as fuck metal bar you can grab onto. And then you kind of lean back and kiss underneath this part of this ledge, and you're kind of out looking across part of the land, the like landscape. And two people hold you there so you don't fall down, but you're still I don't know six stories up. Over a fucking hole, holding onto a rusty fucking pole, and trying to kiss a fucking stone, which you know someone's pissed on at least once. Well, you know, so, you, yeah, you don't know what the guy that, before you who kissed that stone had. Yeah, so it's one of those things, like, we get up there, I'm like, I don't need to kiss the fucking stone. We got up, I got a good view, I saw some ancient shit. And it wasn't like the two guys were like, kiss the fucking stone. Oh, I don't want to kiss the stone, no, kiss the fucking stone. Don't make us hold it's you like, farther over the oh. edge here. <laughs> Just suddenly turns into a like a fucking turns into a uh, Martin McDonough movie. Kiss the fucking stone! Can you believe it? This lad right here doesn't want to kiss the fucking stone. I don't want to kiss. He the came stone. all the way up here for what? Who, who who knows who kissed it before that? Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Yes. You're gonna hang over there and you're gonna kiss the fucking stone because that is a fucking tradition. You fucking cunt! All you Americans are the same. Oh, oh, I just want to no, go back to America um, where it's safe and they don't make you kiss things that you don't want to. <laughs> You're not in America anymore, Boyle. You're a long ways away. You're in Barney's castle now. <laughs> oh. There's only one way down from here. <laughs> and it's not the stairs. No, <laughs> I think you know what it is. And I, I just imagine it'll be so much more frightening if it's Brendan Gleeson and he has that fucked up eye from Harry Potter as he's telling you this. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fuck, Brendan Gleeson anything's intimidating. Even when he's a nice guy, he's intimidating as fuck. Oh, totally. Most but, definitely. um... What? I said totally, most definitely. So, yeah, um... That was my, uh... That was me traveling around. And, uh... While I was there, though... This was this was like this last day there, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna maybe go. It's my last day here. I might just go to a bar and take it easy, and you know, just absorb the scenery one more time. Go look at some of the nice architecture, and then I was browsing, and I, I feel almost very bad. This was my goal on the last day, but I was browsing online, and we're kind of late to the party on this. But there's that DC Black Label. And they put out that Batman book, Damned. Oh, yeah. And something, and I'm reading about it, and there's, like, this thing about, like, genital rights group is mad at Batman. I'm like, what? So I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I go on. I, I, I click problems, on that. Damn it. 
yeah. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? And all of a sudden, it's just one of these things of like, oh, yeah, so uh, some general rights activists are mad because Batman is circumcised and they view, like, all right, well, for, all right, we're, we're kind of bre- we're kind of brushing over that. Batman's, they show Batman's fucking dick? Yeah, they show Batman's dick. Anyway, he's circumcised. No, 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 no. Well, he is he's, Jewish. I show- mean, that's how I always view it, just like Superman. He comes from the planet Krypton. Which yeah! Is- yeah, but it's just one of those things like, oh, they show Batman's dick. I'm like, they show his dick. Huh? And then they're like, yeah, and here's the thing. They, um, a lot of people are mad at the book. So they're only, re- only printing it just this once. And if they reprint it, it's going to be censored. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's not one of those things like, I need bat dick! But it's one of those things, I'm mad that somebody who I know doesn't give a fuck about this shit is can say what I can and can't watch or read in this situation. Exactly. So it's one... And it's one of those things, like, you barely see it. You barely even see it. But it's enough to tell, oh, he's circumcised. Like, oh, really? A fucking millionaire? I'm sorry. Billionaire? Who's probably in his, I don't know, let's just slowball it in this particular comic. Mid-30s? Isn't circumcised? Huh. You know? So, it's like... Yeah, that's, I don't know, it's like those ones, like, obviously, they didn't bring up that big of a deal when, like, Wonder Woman was, like, had that nipple out, like, when she was breastfeeding in that Frank Miller book. Well, I guess that was fucking, like, that was, like, one of those moments where, like, I went past it, and I was like, wait a fucking second, is that what was just there? Was that a Wonder Nipple? Yeah, it was a Wonder Nipple. So now we got the bad Yeah, I was surprised about that, too. Now we got the bad, no one made a single fucking fuss about that and i read some reviews are just being kind of like it just seems like it's or like now we can have the i think okay if you want to have the debate of like whether you should or shouldn't get your kids circumcised this day and age okay i mean i think it's now that's only happening I mean, jewish if people you want, really at the end of the day because i've never heard of it outside of a jewish community i don't know it's some of those things i've heard recently about people getting like fucking getting mad about being circumcised or whatever like people mad now that circ i mean i've heard like joe rogan talk about how circumcision is weird and if he had a kid his son he'd second guess it and like i understand that and i'm gonna might be too much information there's a dude who's circumcised i don't really give a fuck but it's one of those things where it's also like i think now if you want to have that conversation should we or shouldn't we i think it's fine but it seems weird to be mad at i mean let's be realistic a guy probably in his 30s or 40s who is circumcised you're surprised about that shit well, to me, it's just weird because it's like I've only really heard about it with Jewish communities. So it seems odd, like, when you hear about it with other stuff. Maybe it happens with Middle Eastern communities and so on, too. Like, anybody from, like, you know, the Middle Earth area of the world. But uh, that's what always seems like a weird one because it's like that. And it's, I mean, for Batman, it makes, once again, I guess it's creator's Jewish. Makes sense. It's just like Superman. I feel like they're Jewish. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's such a big uproar about it or, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't get People it. are just freaking out that it's like, ooh, it's gross. Ew, it's a Jewish I penis. Oh. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. But, and now it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I'm kind of mad because DC buckled down and they're just like, really? You buckled down to this shit? I don't you're know, doing just... a book about, you're doing a book about like some weird horror story about the Joker getting murdered and you're buckling down to this? I know. It's just that. Anyway. They, they, it's just one of those oh, ones, those fucking, like, leftists come in and then just want to, like, censor all this shit nowadays, and it's just getting to the point where, no, it, it, I don't know, I mean, I'm waiting for the dam to break, where people just say, fuck it, we're gonna do whatever we want, we're gonna say whatever the fuck we want, and you can't tell us what we can do. It's like all the, all the people who always make these kind of big, make a big uproar about every little thing like this, like, asshole, this is why Trump won! It's like, this is literally Jordan why Sim- Trump, that, that, that is 100% why Trump won, is because people were sick and tired of these fucking social justice warriors and these stupid, like, leftists that don't have any education and just keep shouting out things based on emotion and not logic. That is what happens, because everybody else goes, well, fuck it, that's... Definitely not what I want, so I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. Even if it looks like it could be like a car accident waiting to happen, at least it's at least it's an honest car accident waiting to happen. At least you know what I mean. Yeah. So go, going back to, I got a little off topic there. So it was one of those things where, for the last day in Dublin, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go just and take and take the scenery and just walk around. But and then once I heard about store. that book, <laughs> I pulled out Google Maps. And there were, like, four comic book stores in Dublin within walking distance. And I was on a fucking mission. And you know what? They were all 
sold out. And I'm surprised that Dublin is that much of a comic book town. I mean, it's one of those things like, I know it's bigger. I know that, you know, superheroes, even though they start off in America, they've kind of branched out to more. But they had four fairly big comic book stores in Dublin. And I was within walking distance of me. And that I was like, I was hitting up, I hit up like maybe three of them just on this mission looking for this fucking book. And they're like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, sorry. No luck here. They might reprint it. They might not. They're saying they won't, though. <laughs> so I had a very nice chat with one. I, I, There's one place I stopped in. We were, talking about, we were starting to talk about Tom King's run on Batman. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to miss this dude. I've only talked to this dude for five minutes. But if I lived in Dublin, this is my comic book store I'd come to. Because this dude is fun to bullshit with. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's like I grabbed that digital copy of it before, like they all went away or whatnot. So at least, at least got something. I mean, the short and simple of it. I guess we can kind of talk about it. I mean, the short I, I and simple re- of it. I felt joke- bad. I haven't read it yet, actually. Oh, you haven't read it? Okay. Well, I mean, I want to give you a heads up because digital copy you have is still censored. I is mean, it they really? still say, yeah, well, because I saw the original panel. Um. And it's still censored. It's one of those things where, I mean, they still say, like, shit and bastard and maybe even fuck. And there's still, like, blood and still this really harsh R. But, oh, no, we can't see the bat dick. No, not the circumcised evil. That's so weird that that, yeah, because that would have came straight from, like, a original print. That's odd. Huh. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, well, anyway, I made sure not to get it but, off a of comic uh, sen- or, really, or anything like that. Check it out. But, uh, you know, it was still a fun read. Um, I'm curious to know where it goes. Uh, but... Oh, sorry, what? Oh, nothing. I was just kind of talking about Hello? that. But, um... But, uh... Yeah, I guess but I guess since we're getting close to wrapping this one up, we can, uh... We can talk about that movie that was, like, taking the time travel. Oh, actually, before we even do that, have you heard the James Gunn news? No, I didn't hear any James Gunn news. It makes total sense at the same time. I hope DC don't fuck this up. Or not even DC, Warner Brothers, because they have a problem stepping in. Just is like, he doing Suicide Squad too? Is that what it is? They're mentioning it. They're talking about it. There's nothing set in stone, but they're talking about him doing Suicide Squad too. That could be kind of cool. I mean, like, I'm glad that they actually are committing to just doing the sequel to it. Because that's something that always bothers me. It's like when they have a movie that maybe isn't, like, the greatest movie ever. Not bad, but not the greatest. And then they just like, oh, fuck it, give up, let's not do it again. Because here's the thing, the sequel, you can fix all those problems and, like, come back around for an amazing movie, but I don't know why they just sometimes just give up before it's even started. So that's cool. Well, it already seems... Well, I mean, Justice League, whether you like or dislike Justice League, Justice League already seemed to kind of re-steer them to go in a different direction. And then on top of that, they got Wonder Woman coming out to... Wonder Woman 2, which... Is going to be in the 80s, and that sounds interesting. And then they're doing Aquaman and Shazam, which look like they're kind of going in more of a lighthearted direction, which I think for those characters is fine. Well, and Aquaman looks gonna, badass. Gonna... The Shazam trailer, it's interesting. I don't know. It's like, it it's all, it feels very Marvel, that Shazam one. I mean, like, I'm no matter what, it's DC and it's Shazam, so I'll be there no matter what. But I will say it looks like they're trying to go a little bit hard on the comedy, so I'm getting a little bit iffy of that. Because the whole reason why a lot of times people like DC is because they are serious. The second you start taking that away and you start going with the other guy's thing, you know what I mean? Well, I'll say depends on the character. And I don't know enough about Shazam, but I'm going to say the idea of a kid getting powers. I think it would be something kind of like that. I don't think you need to make something like the duality, the the weight of the world on the shoulders of a 13-year-old boy and the power of a god. How What would he do? How would he act? And I, I, I mean, I don't think we need that. I, I Oh, yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm not okay. saying like that, but um, I mean, like, I think, yeah, definitely Shazam, if you are going to put comedy, it, that is fine, but I always just, my worry is, is you put it in one and it does really well and then it affects the others. That's that's the scary part always. It's like, it's like a virus almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example. It like it's fine in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it spread into the other ones, and then they started getting funnier and funnier to the point where like it was not funny anymore. Yeah, I mean, my thing is if this one leans hard on comedy, um, 
I'm kind of expecting that from the trailer, and I'm like, all right, let's just see how this one turns out. Hopefully it turns out good. Hopefully it's don't lean too hard into it in the other movies. It doesn't look like Aquaman's going to do that, but still, um, it looks like they're just trying to lighten things up a little bit. So, um, which, depending on the character, I think that's fine. And then they got to find a new Batman, a new Superman, apparently. So, um, But yeah, uh, but going over back to time travel into 2003 or 2004 with Venom. Yeah, that was kind of the interesting thing about it. I mean, like, granted, I'll say this, it looked kind of exactly like the trailer said. And it it wasn't like it was a, it, it was it was not a bad movie, but it was just one of those movies that felt like, it just felt like this movie just, like, was made, like, a long time ago. And they're just like, oh, shit, we better release that. Like, that's just been sitting in the closet this whole time. Cause, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I didn't hit, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, this is really static. Yeah, I missed, I cut you off there, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can just go whatever you're going to say. I was gonna say, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate the movie, but I really, I, I didn't really like it. It was kind of, I mean, I'm kind of at this point now. There's so many superhero movies out there, and I still will probably see most of them. It's kind of like I went to, I eventually saw Ant Man and the Wasp, and I walked out of that thinking, you know what? It wasn't a bad movie, but I probably didn't see it in theaters. I could have waited for that one for Netflix or whatever, exactly, just because it just seemed it was trying too hard to be funny. And that's, I'm not. It wasn't a horrible or bad movie, but it was probably like. Oh, you know, it was just a little, you know, fun little silly action movie that had just... It could, I probably could have waited for Netflix on that one. This one, I honestly... I, if I missed out on Venom, I don't think I'd really be missing a whole lot. Because it was just kind of... I felt like I've seen this movie before, and the whole thing about it is... It, it's kind of like... I mean, yeah, you could do you could say the whole thing about, like, oh, they're just trying to backdoor into the Marvel Cinematic Universe without actually paying Marvel anything for it. But at the exact same time, it doesn't feel like it's part of that. And at the exact at the other same time, it's it just feels like the whole thing with Venom is he bites people's heads off and he eats their brains. And I know there's more to him than that, I guess, but that's kind of his shtick. And the second you make that PG thirteen, I mean you could have a cutaway of him biting a head, a person's head off. If he's the villain in a Spider-Man movie, that's fine. But if he's the main character, I mean, that's kind of what you show. Yeah, they should have went Deadpool Logan with this one. I felt like that was kind of silly not to do that. And I, yeah, I don't know what it, it was. was. It's, it's one of those like Tom Hardy. It's like, that's a fine choice. But I don't know what it is. Every once in a while, Tom Hardy just gets the idea that he's going to do fucking weird acting. He sounds like he's Adam Sandler trying to play the Rocky role in this movie. And it's fucking weird. But like... I don't know. I don't know what he was going for because it makes his character sound like he was re- like like halfway retarded. I'm like, how does Eddie Brock even get any of these jobs? It looks like he can barely handle himself or anything around him. Like, you know, and he's always like mumbling and talking he, to himself. It's just like he's so goofy. He was he wasn't bad to me, but the exact well, I mean, well, he same wasn't time. bad. But it was just like it was such a weird choice to go with. That's all I have to say. It was like, well, who's his acting coach? Am Sam? Like, well, what's going it, on here? I, I guess I know that by this point Venom's an anti-hero, and at this time went on, you know, he became he became less of a villain and more of just like this difficult guy to work with every so often. But I still don't think of, but, but I, I guess in my mind I'm still so used to him being a villain, so I'm like, all right, I have to look past that. But at the exact same time, Eddie Brock never seemed like some like just maybe he was, maybe they had some comic that went back and retconned it but he always seemed more of like this guy who had a tragic past but it was more of him just trying to take shortcuts and cut ahead and just the whole i mean don't do me wrong he's worlds better than Topher grace that's not really a high bar but uh to pass but um i don't know it was just it was just the silliest fuck movie it was just really fucking silly well i'll, I'll say this actually for the give topher grace credit now topher grace if you just include his body and you just kind of like picture his acting because like i will say that topher grace's acting feels more like kind of that eddie brock where eddie brock comes like he, he always felt like he sort of comes across as like the tragic version but of like gary to ash almost and that's almost like how he is he's the rival of spider-man more than anything else and he's kind of he'll He's not like a bad guy, but he'll do shady things to try to get ahead. And this one tried to make it out like he was just, you know, good old American guy just trying to, 
you know, fight the system and everything like that. And you know what? And then it had like this pro hobo kind of thing going on. I was like, fuck that pro hobo thing. That must be from somebody who's not from California because it's an it's an epidemic here. You know what? And if some guy wants to take a bunch of hobos to his like mysterious base across from like the Golden Gate Park for, you know, research and studying, I am 100 percent fine with that. Because here's the thing. People are clearly fine of rats and, you know, bunnies and all this kind of stuff. What's the difference? You know what I mean? Well, the whole hobo thing, that was like, this whole thing like, man, I had to move to this shitty apartment and I'm paying 20, I'm paying, I'm giving a homeless person 20 bucks. Like, you're giving a homeless person 20 bucks in San Francisco? Yeah, fuck What that. the fuck? They're just going to spend <laughs> that on drugs. You can't trust those homeless people. I don't know, like, I, I, that, that part was weird to me. It's like, no, 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 don't try to give me this, like, pro-homeless thing. Like, who the fuck decided to put that in there? Well, my thing is, I mean, I, I'll say this. I mean, you're like, what? Sorry, you, you're you're really staticky right here, and I'm catching parts of it, but I think I got the gist of it. Um, whole thing with the homeless thing is, I mean, I don't want to make any big, broad, over generalizations. There's actually some homeless people I've met back when I used to work in my bike job, that would always kind of walk by that were cool and never really hassled me. And they're just like, hey man, what's up? You know, they're just like. What are they doing? They're just living off the grid. They're not bothering nobody. They're just, you know, they won't make a scene. They won't do nothing. But then you get those ones that are very like, dude, get the fuck out of my face. Dude, just, to, you know what I mean? They're, you do reach that point with some where they're so, like, aggressive or so, like, fuck you, man. This is my town. This is where I live here. I live on the street. You get some of those guys, and that's where you get like, oh, dude, fuck off. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not saying that, like, everybody's so you, bad, but it is still, like, it's a problem that, like, they put themselves into generally. Now, I'd say 90% of the time they put themselves into that kind of problem. You know what I mean? And then they expect, you know, the system to fucking take care of them. And I say, fuck that. Mm. I just don't believe but the whole, but it's not my, it's not my fault that you fucked up. You know what I mean? And that, I don't think that any of us need to, you know, take care of you because of that. I know that sounds like such yeah. harsh things, but I want venom to go around town fucking eating you guys in the middle of the night. You know what? Cause he's got to well, eat somebody. Well, that's, that's a, yeah, funny you mention that because in Ultimate Spider-Man, that was like I want to say that's a couple panels when he first became Venom. He went around like eight just ran. There's a scene and like not the first Venom arc, but one of the Venom arcs. There's the scene where you see Eddie Brock just sitting on this bench and he's telling his story. And every time it cuts over to somebody on the bench with him, it's a different person. You see like. A little old lady you see a homeless dude you see some like you know like college like girl joggers and all that and you see like this old dude he's talking to and then when it gets to the last one it's this old guy and he's like wait so that was you that was fighting spider-man and he just looks at him he turns to the venom just eats the guy right there goes back to normal like yeah <laughs> like he's just waiting there at this bench devouring whoever comes by and listens to him and that was like a really cool first issue to that arc and the way they did ultimate venom which i think is what they're trying to sort of do with um ultimate spider-man is they were childhood friends and he wasn't like a bad guy but he was this uh he was a little older than peter like eddie and peter's dad worked together and they kind of they kind of like met up and they kind of, and he was he was more of like kind of like opposite Peter to an extent like he wasn't some big brawly buff guy he was like a guy who was a little bit more like Peter just in college and kind of went a little bit the other way mm-hmm. where I'm used to thinking of Venom as like Eddie I mean I think what's his name um uh, Tom Hardy I think is a great choice but just something uh, not even so much his. I don't know. He just didn't seem like Eddie Brock to me. That's all. Yeah, it was. he just mm-hmm. had, it was just kind of like I think it's one of the ones like they had a hard time going like, well, we can't sell this because the guy is like sort of a villain. Let's make him like a real good guy. And it's just I don't know. It's one of those movies. It's like it's not a bad movie. Like I I, I was never like one of those ones like oh this is terrible. It was just eh. If this one came out in two thousand three, I probably would have gave it like like yeah okay cool. You know I would have gave it like more of a pass. But kind of now the bar has sort of been raised, and it's like it, it's like a one-time watcher. Oh, I say, well, that's probably a good place to wrap up then, since this just cut us off.
No, it's not. It's not a bad movie. It's just total middle of the road. It's like it's in the same category as Ant Man: The Wasp. That's how I feel. It's like that same boat of like if you never saw the movie, you're not missing out on anything. But if you do watch it, you'll still like you know. It's not like you're gonna feel like you wasted your time. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna like say I agree. I didn't hear you because it just went static again. But yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Oh, oh, one more thing. Actually, before we go, one thing I want to mention. Just want to give our friends a shout out. The, our friends who are the Super Mario Brothers movie archive, who were on the podcast one or two episodes ago, they will have a screening of Mario Brothers in Oakland. And I don't have it on me right now, the exact address, but they're doing a special screening. And I think at the Oakland Technology Museum or Oakland Gaming Museum. That's who it's it's sponsored by, those guys. It's actually at like a nightclub thing. I can't remember what it's called, but you can go to SMB... um, What's it? SMB... I just drew a blank on it. It's not... Archive. Yeah, smbarchive.com. SMB. And... uh, smbmarchive.com. Yeah, the Super Mario Brothers archive, and and there you'll find the information for it and so on. But it's on Sunday, and I think it starts at 5 o'clock. Yeah, so uh, I know I'll be there Sunday, so, yeah. So, yeah, if you're in the California area, the northern, western California area, come on by. See the Super Mario Brothers movie in theaters. It'll be awesome. Yeah, they'll also have games actually saying they're trying to throw a real Mario party. Only, hopefully, they don't do a chance time. We're just like, chance time! Get the fuck out! Leave! Yeah, exactly. Leave all your coins, all your money! <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, good times to be had there. And then, other than that, though, we'll take off from this episode. And then I'll probably <laughs> pop in that other segment that we had from, from oh, t- you know, two weeks ago or something. You know, our little 20-minute part that we talked about in the beginning of, like, our conversation across you know the the sea across the pond actually i might say and uh we'll just leave off of that then you might hear a few jokes repeated because i didn't know we were going to put that up but it's all good you know sounds perfect we'll cut to that okay all right that took way too long for before we get too into it uh let's just get the show going i'm ryan dunnigan i'm spencer scott holmes and welcome to the old man orange podcast Okay, it's no secret. If you listen to the show for a long time, it's no secret that we have like very bad blood with like Skype. If we're Batman and Robin, Skype is easily our joker. If we're like, you know, like Mario, Skype is easily our Bowser. So this fucking thing. It took us thir- like I'm I'm currently out of the country right now and I just, you know, wanted to get a podcast in there and for whatever reason, we just couldn't get it done. Now, here's the thing. You could try and talk about, like, technical stories as much as you want, and they always feel like such an accomplishment. It almost feels as almost like you just took out, like, a T-100 with a fucking sledgehammer. But at, at the end of the day, it was just like, fuck, this account doesn't work. All right, let me plug this one in. Let me plug that one in. God damn it. It always just feels like, I just took on the fucking Terminator when you actually get it working. Well, I will say there is something real special about, like, that feeling you get when you pretty much get an electronic or a software program and you get it back in working order. Like, you get this, like, feeling of, like, you, yeah, I mean, like, you totally got the ultimate accomplishment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah, you saved the world from annihilation, though it's really just your house and it's not that exciting and the only person that cares about it is you and your friend. But at the end of the day, it's still something. Like, you're the guy, like, at the zero hour, like, it's the red wire, the blue wire! <laughs> you gotta defuse the bomb, come on, we gotta do it now! Uh, yeah, it's it's that same feeling of, like, the first time that you, like, mod a console, and I remember just doing that with my PSP back in the day, and it was just like, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless! Because you're like, dude, now I can put Nintendo games on here and Sega games and PlayStation originals and so on, and it has, like, that same feeling of, like, fixing your computer or something like that i think also when you fix your computer too you get that like i feel like classic kind of dad feel of where like yeah i could do it myself i didn't have to pay a guy to come on in here and do the plumbing or anything like that i'm all man (laughs) that's right i just had to start up a new skype account change this around change the password and i rolled my sleeves for that one yeah i don't see why these guys get paid 75 dollars an hour i could just do it just like that (laughs) <laughs> you get that overaccomplished feeling too. 
Well, literally, not like I don't know, like a few episodes ago, we were talking about how you just go full like ape, like 2001 Space Odyssey, the second technology's not working. Because yeah. the thing is, I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. So I imagine I just had to look like a monkey slamming <laughs> like a recorder against a rock or some shit. Well, it's getting to the point where it's like, it's like I can't do this. Like, I, I got to send you a message. Like, there's no way like I can like pantomime your kind of like reactions and like a blurry Skype screen halfway around the world. <laughs> so what's going on right now um i'm not gonna not gonna go harp on this too much but um well, actually one second one one moment sorry okay one moment sorry something's going on something big he's over in ireland now so you never know what could happen okay and he's back so anyway i'm back sorry about that anyway so a uh, little bit ago, actually about a year ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and he went through the treatment, and things are looking good. So, like, you know what? Let's all let's go to Ireland. So, that's what we did. Just went on a family. My mom, my dad, myself went over to Ireland, and uh, just been here. I went to London first for three days. Going to be in Ireland for about ten to eleven days altogether. Currently on. Day three of Ireland, so just doing that. So as far as movies have been going, I've been kind of out of the loop, but been t- doing some fun stuff over here. So yeah. Well, it's like it's like your dad's like, we need to go to the fatherland. We gotta go back. <laughs> come now, boy, see- quickly. Where did that accent come from, Dad? Don't question it. <laughs> I'm feeling the ancient winds roll through me. It's like, oh, Dad, I've never seen you this motivated before. He's like, we're going to Ireland. Grab your potatoes. Let's get out of here. It was more like, we're going to Ireland. There's a bar. We'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go do that uh, thing where you talk on the computer and, you know, try to make money. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not even that. It's like one of those things. Well, it would be like, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I mean, when I come into both Ireland and London, um, I, I I am all about. I would like to see more culture and more all that kind of thing. Get my get myself a little more well rounded because I've never left the country before. This is the first time for me. Um, but that being said, the first thing I look forward to is food. <laughs> It's like, what fucked up food do they got here? So that's almost what it's becoming about. Like, let's find, what's this? I don't know. Let's see what this is. I, you know, so it's avoiding, like, when we had to use, like, we had to use, like, uh, to prepare an Airbnb. There's a weird last minute thing. We had to go and find Wi Fi. Like, there's a taco place right here. And I just order the Corona so we could use the Wi Fi. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. But it is amazing when you hear, like, an Irish girl walk by, oh, burritos, walking by. <laughs> One of the last things you expect to hear. Well, it's like something you never hear in that accent, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's really awesome. Um, I won't, we won't harp on it too long, but um, uh, London, actually, um, I want to say, the actual go in a little bit of order here. Uh, London, that was cool, but it was just kind of like a lot of stuff just trying to jam in there once. Since, you know, first off, everyone's mostly speaking English. It's one of those things I where... I don't understand a goddamn thing. They're all speaking English. Where's an American? I need a translator. <laughs> I need an American. <laughs> I need an American. I need someone who's got freedom in their blood. What's this Jiffy on the spot shit? Um, there, there's a Native American over there. How'd he get this far? I don't know, but he's going to help me out. Lead me on. Oh, actually, lead me on. The guy's like, I'm, I'm from India. Oh. Oh, that, that, you're the other Indian. Oh, you can't, you're not going to be able to leave me in the right place. Uh, carry on. <laughs> Go about your ways. God, no, I, just felt, well, I was... feel like Christopher Columbus now. I can't tell anything apart. <laughs> it all runs together. That's all just I'm tear saying. to the meat. It's just another it's... place. Well, Christopher Columbus is just like such like a shitty, like, what's the point? Just traveling out here. I was hoping I was going to die so I didn't have to go back to Spain. <laughs> Well, if you read his old his old journals, he sounds like he was a fucking dick. It just sounds like everyone's like, dude, give him the boat. At least he'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, shit, he came back. Fuck. It's like, Bill, weren't you supposed yeah. to, you know, or I guess not Bill. Jose, weren't you supposed to put a hole in that so that when he, you know, went out about four days in, it would finally start to sink? Oh, yeah, about that. That was the well, fourth then I realized boat I'm we on the boat the too. In. We didn't realize he was taking three of them, you know. The fourth one, it sank in the harbor yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> just slowly. We thought the hole would be a little bigger. Yeah, we, no. you know, I mean, well, I know the, it took like eight months for it to sink, but still. And I know nobody seemed to notice it, you know. I, I kind of thought it was starting to look shorter, but 
you know, I don't know, who am I to judge? I do like that thing with, like, he's the guy who proved the Earth is round. I'm like, is he really? What about the Native Americans who got there first, or the Vikings that were going back and forth fucking shit up for a while? Well, I'm you pretty know? sure the Vikings weren't like, you know what, this place is round, you know? That wasn't, like, the goal of that trip, I don't think. It wasn't the goal. It wasn't the goal. I don't think they were questioning. I think they were just trying to appease the dragon god and just get their quota of, like, fucking and killing in for the day. But still, at the same time, I mean, you know. Yeah, they thought they were hitting anyway. England, too, and the next thing you know, it's like, man, this trip to England, too, is real long. <laughs> England, too. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, uh, I'll. it's kind of one of those things, when you first get here, at first, it's like, Okay, road signs and license plates look a little different. We're driving on the wrong side of the road, but beyond that, it's like, you know. But then you start to kind of notice some other things, like, oh, oh, that's totally different. That's totally different. But London was, wasn't was so much that. London is kind of what I'd expect it was, you know, just a lot more kind of castles and older architecture, like how they got those buildings to kind of curve around whole blocks and all that, kind of like like almost like a maze almost to some extent. I will say we went, the one thing I do want to say, this is kind of funny. This is probably my favorite part of the London thing. We went on a rock and roll tour where this guy takes us on a bus, and I know it's very touristy and very cheesy, but it was fun. Went on a rock and roll tour where this guy would go off like, you know, great rock bands of England, mainly London, of course, and go on a history of you know, things that happened there, you know, of course you got to cover the Beatles, the Stones, the Pink Floyd, the the Clash, and the Sex who Pistols. And so, a little bit of Who, not as much as the Who as I thought, but a little bit of the Who. Led Zeppelin? A lot of Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went by a lot of, you know, old apartments of rock stars. Went by Jimmy Page's old apartment. I, the thing is, or his, his current apartment, it was one of those things I didn't really want to go looking at, like, the current houses. Like, there he is! Just see, like, this creepy old, like, man peeking out of, like, this red diamond, like, this red demon-colored window just, like, looms back. Like, yeah, he's doing all the pagan shit in there. Don't mind him. But, um, it was cool kind of going, th- it was actually one of those things, um, some of the shit I want to share, it was like, all right, you know, uh, I can't get no satisfaction in Mick Jagger's, like, talking about going down to Chelsea's and grabbing some cigarettes. Did you go down to Chelsea's and grab some cigarettes? Get some fags? Well, Chelsea is, a, is yeah, well, Chelsea's, not, 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 not this trip, I didn't, but um, Chelsea's uh, is a, is it was a well-known uh, drugstore over there. And he would talk about going to this drug, there's a particular one, he had a mine that he would always go to. And the guy was like, it was, we're on our way over there. He's like, so this is the one that Mick Jagger would always like to go to. And that inspired Johnny Rotten. And this, so Johnny Rotten liked to come here a lot. And that kind of got in some way, the punk movement started through the stones. Now it's a McDonald's. It just that almost sounds like a place where it's like, wait, I just say here, this is where Mick Jagger used to come down and get cigarettes, and just people like look out the window like, ooh, ah, oh. like, and then Johnny Rotten thought, hey, that's a place I could get cigarettes at too, and then he walked in there and said, hey, can I get a pack of fags? And he's like, you want a pack of fags? We're not, we don't, we don't sell fags anymore. What do you mean you don't sell fags anymore? Oh, we we got McDonald's here. Would you like a Big Mac? A fucking Big Mac? I don't want a Big Mac. I want a pack of cigarettes like it said in the Stone song. We don't got those no more. Would you like a milkshake instead? It's all American. Fuck America! We're not here for. I want my cigarettes. And then I want a pistol, and I want sex. Oh, (laughs) someone. Then Sid Vicious was around the corner, like like, like, voices while he was doing it, because that'd be awesome. (laughs) That'd be awesome. No, he didn't. But he was (laughs) very informative. Like like the one man play. (laughs) Oh. As I was saying before, uh, what more happened on the rock and roll trip? Well, uh, apparently Bill Wyman has a, I mean, I don't know if the food's any good. We just stopped by for a second. Bill Wyman apparently has a restaurant called Sticky Fingers, has a bunch of Stones memorabilia in there, like signed guitars, all that, and like pictures, old, like he really likes to post up pictures, like fucked up pictures of Mick Jagger, where he's just drawn as a pair of lips. But um, he really likes that. I have like a book by Bill Wyman, where he tells tell through just different cartoons and collections, and his favorites are the ones where it's Mick Jagger's just a pair of lips. So he just, that must be something like, he looks funny. But, <laughs> it um, always makes me laugh when I look at Mick and I see that he's just a funny pair of lips. 
He just stares at a picture of it, just slightly smiles. It's funny to me. When you're eating there, was the Bill Wyman come out? It's and British humor. Be like, you know, the Stones don't pay me nearly as much as you'd think. Well, no, he doesn't come. He doesn't actually. He doesn't actually come out and serve you. But apparently, his his picture appears as a screensaver on all the computers there. So it's like you know, to like to get back to work kind of thing. Like I'm watching you. <laughs> Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> just Bill, Bill's watching. Just like you know, it'd be like you're closing up and cleaning down everything and so on like that. And just like a Bill picture comes up and it like sort of follows you like a haunted mansion like poster or a picture. Yeah, but I'm not sure if you heard me. I'm like expecting it to do like in the Bill Wyman restaurant. You like walk past the picture of his. It just does a Scooby Doo thing. Like the eyes follow you. Yeah, exactly. It just like it doesn't matter which direction you are. It's like he's always looking at you. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those creepy ass dolls. Just well, you know, it was, it was, it was Stone's memorabilia in general. But a lot of it was Bill Wyman. It was like he retired, I think, thirty years ago from the Stones. He's like, I'm just going to open a restaurant for myself, and I'm actually get a chance to even look at the menu it just looked like kind of burgers and fries kind of stuff but you know uh the thing about like when i was in london a lot of it is kind of like somewhat what you expect like that old old like architecture that kind of reminds you you're in a different place but then like oh there's an h&m there's bubba gumps there's an m&m store so, so really no uh, you know what i mean anywhere else in america it seems like Kind of. I mean, you go around enough corners, you find, like, oh, this seems legit. This seems cool. Like, I mean, you go around enough, like, corners, there's a lot of, like, you know, those kind of, like, alleyway uh, markets where, they gotta, where they're serving, like, a lot of, you know, like, you know, old school British pubs and all that. That's cool. A lot of British food. We weren't in England that long. England was very much very 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 touristy in the aspect of just us we don't got a lot of time let's hop on a bus try and get as much in as we can and then ireland's been taking more of our time and trying to see stuff and you know just been kind of taking it easy to an extent you know just trying to have some fun well it's probably like getting dropped off at san francisco you know you it's almost like you think you know the first time anyone's there they always kind of go to like let's go to pier 39 and let's go to like chinatown and so on they don't realize that there's like you know four-fifths of another city around it you know that has a bunch of other really cool stuff that nobody ever seems to go to exactly and that's kind of what london was like i mean there's the obvious stuff but you know you looking long enough uh we didn't we weren't there that long so we couldn't look too hard but if we looked long enough we found some cool restaurants and some stuff that was a little out of the way but um the thing we're currently we're in ireland right now and we're at galway which is this cool coastal town and i don't really know what other way to explain it but it's like really really fucking awesome here it's just one of those things where um i don't know it's kind of like sort of what i imagine ireland Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, and we're out of here.